uh, Shabbos is Parashas Nasai, and the parasha is, uh, is quite long, and largely because the latter half of the parasha is known as the Karbanas Hanasim, uh, or they're just called the Nasim for short. And it's a description of a carbon that each Nasi, so there's 12 of them, each Nasi, the head of each Shevet, brought, and those are the first 12 days of the inauguration of the Mishkan. Each Nasi is mentioned by name, and then their carbon is described. But the thing is that every single carbon, every single, I'm sorry, Nasi, brought the exact same carbon, word for word. So it's a very repetitive laning 12 times in a row. So it makes the passion very long, but not that difficult to actually uh, read it yourself because it's just re- repetitious. But it's interesting. So the Torah sees fit to re- repeat the exact same carbon 12 times. But what's interesting is that right before they brought those donations of those whole, the whole list of carbonists that they brought that each one is described, they brought a different gift to the Mishkan. And to be truthful, I never quite understood what this gift was, and you kind of just like zip over it when you're doing Shnai Mikra, uh, and don't appreciate even what is going on, what's the importance of it, why is it even mentioned. What did they do? They brought six wagons. Wagons, six wagons, uh, like, you know, a wagon that you schlep things in, and 12 oxen. So there were two oxen per wagon. Two oxen per wagon, schlepping a wagon. And these are, those are referred to as a carbon, and they brought that carbon to the Mishkan. Six wagons, two oxen. So that means two Nisi- 12 Nisim, each two of them donated one wagon combined, uh, and each one, each Nasi do- donated one ox. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu initially did not want to accept it. Interesting. They didn't want to accept it. And then Hashem said, yes, accept it. And what should you do with it? You will use it to carry the uh, Kurashim, the heavy beams that made up the walls of the Mishkan, the Adonim, the foundation silver that was the, supported those beams, and then the, the roof of the Mishkan, which were those heavy tapestries that uh, were the roof, and those are going to be carried by these these uh, these oxen and the wagons. Whereas the Mishkan, the, I'm sorry, the Arain, the Menaira, the Shulchan, the other Kalim, those will be carried by the Levium on their shoulders, not with any wagon. Now, this is very puzzling. That's it. Then it goes into the Karban Sanasim. Now, this is very puzzling for a number of reasons. First of all, why is this donation for the sake of transportation? Why is it called a carbon? It's nothing, no sacrifice involved. It's a uh, very practical thing for the sake of moving things around. And secondly, why wouldn't Mesh accept it right away? Why not? I mean, nice idea, helping out. Like, why not accept it? Um, and why do you need a special command from Hashem? And thirdly, why were they being a little cheap over here? Uh, six wagons, that's it? Two for uh, two Nassim per wagon? Like, couldn't they spring for 12 wagons, one each? It's not, they were very wealthy people. That was not the issue. So what is going on here with these very limited number of wagons? So there are also another, quite a few interesting points about this, and hopefully, Mir Hashem, I hope to speak about it more on Shabbos. But I do want to share one thought with you today. The Archaim says, the Archaim HaKadosh says that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu initially did not want to accept this donation. Why? He says because he thought that the Mishkan, it would only be appropriate that the whole thing should be carried on the shoulders. It is very holy. It's the base Hashem. It's the house of Hashem. So every part of it should be carried by the shoulders of the Levim, same way the Aaron and the Shulchan and the Menorah. And then the Nesim said, those are very heavy. It's too difficult to expect the, Nasi- the Levim to carry the, all those beams and silver. So that's why they donated these oxen. So Moshe Rabbeinu initially didn't want to accept it. So Hashem said, no, I agree to the Nasim, accept it. 
Okay, now it seems like a very pragmatic exchange. Moshe says it isn't befitting to be carried on the shoulders. The Nassim say, no, Moshe, that's just not practical. And Hashem says, yes, they're right, listen to them. That's not what's going on. I'll just tell you why. Very simple, cal- not so simple, but a calculation. It's not practical for 12 oxen to carry the whole Mishkan either. I did a little bit of uh, Google searching. There were cedar, cedar wood, okay? So cedar wood is 21 pounds per cubic foot. Each keresh, each one of these beams, was by the smallest shear of an amma, the smallest possible it could be. It was probably a lot bigger, but the smallest possible it could be was one and a half feet by three feet by 15 feet tall. It's very heavy, very unwieldy, uh, a very tall beam. The actual weight would be 1,500 pounds. That's almost a ton. And that's one keresh. There were 48 crushes. And that's just the crushim. Then there are the adanim, which were the silver, uh, the foundational ones. There were 96 of those. Each one of those weighed about 600 pounds. Okay, and there were 96 of those. And then there were the tapestries that were huge, tremendous, and very heavy. The, pa- the amount of poundage that a group of oxen could carry, which I also googled, uh, would have been maxed out by the crushim. So there was no way all 12 oxen could carry this much weight. It was a miracle. And I saw a safer saying, yeah, it was certainly miraculous. So if it was a miracle for the oxen to carry it, let's just have the same miracle and have the Levim carry it, right? It wasn't a question of what's more pragmatic and what makes more sense. Either, neither, neither of those made sense. You needed a miracle regardless. So just have the Levim carry it and have the miracle happen on the Levim's shoulders. So there's a comment that the Sepharna makes over here that sheds some light on what was really going on. He says, Egla al Shneha Nesim, the Pasik says that each carriage was for two Nesim. He says, La'ois, Achva Beneim, to demonstrate the friendship that was between them. Asher, Bah Yiruim, Shetishu Shechina Beneim. And that would be the reason why they're worthy that the Shechina should rest upon them and on the Mishkan. Ka'am Rai Vahi Bishurin Melach, Behesase Rashiam. You know, when in Yeshurin, in Kal Yisrael, there will be Akkadish Baruch of the King. Behesasef Rashiam, when the leaders can get together Yachad, Shifti Yisrael, and join together the Shifti Yisrael. Al Hepach, and the opposite of a Pasik in Hesheya that says, Cholak Libam, when they're divided, Ata Yeshamu, now they will be punished. That Pasik, actually, the Medrash says, means that if uh, Kal Yisrael is at peace, then even if they're very deserving of being punished, Hashem won't punish them. But Cholak Libam, once they're divided, then after Yeshamu, then all the punishment will, there's nothing holding it back. So the morale points out, and he says a fascinating thing. He says that right before we have this donation of the Nasim is Berchus Kahanim. We say it every day uh, in Berchus Atara. What's the final word of Berchus Kahanim? Shalom. Right? That's the ultimate blessing that we want from a Kaddish Baruch Hu is peace. It's the ultimate thing necessary that a Kaddish Baruch Hu should rest upon us. And he says that these Nasim, what the Nasim did, exemplified the greatest level of this Midah, of ha- keeping the peace and of living peaceably and working together. And their efforts truly brought the Shekhinah on Klai Israel. He says, essentially, there could have and should have been a tremendous amount of discord in between the Nasim and the Shvatim. Because each Shevet had their own unique um, Milas and their own unique uh, reasons to think why they're better and more befitting to serve Hashem. Yehuda would argue he was the royalty. They should go first. They should have the greatest carbon. They should have the most esteemed position. Yisachar can argue we're all the Tamid HaChachamim. The greatest Tyra is learned by Shevet Yisachar. We should be the ones who uh, go first and foremost. Each Shevet had a unique quality as listed out in Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha and in Yaakov bracha. Each one could argue it should be us and we should be greater and we should be more important and there should have been a, a lot of um, 
competition in between them and discord. But instead, each Nasi intentionally saw to it that their carbon was exactly the same like everybody else's carbon, and that no Nasi should change an iota from anybody else's carbon so that they demonstrate, no, we do not believe that we are better than anybody else. We want to actually serve Hashem yachad, together, without any discord, and in peace. And more so, when they approached Moshe Rabbeinu with the oxen, their argument was that till now, all of Klai Yisrael, it's true. Everybody donated. But that's like kind of everybody sitting by their computer and making a donation to Yad Yehuda with, uh, you know, with PayPal. So everybody's doing it, it's true, but you're not doing it together. You're doing it individually, and you're doing your part, but you're not doing it together. The Mishkan was built mainly by Betzalel, a single person, represented all of Klai Yisrael. He built it. If the Levim would carry it, they said, so then the Levim would be representing Klai Yisrael, but they still would be missing a collaborative effort. They said, let us do it. We'll do it in sets of twos. Two, each two of us will be the ones who are carrying the Mishkan and allow us to do it to create that collaborative effort. We should do something together, show that we are willing to work together, we're, we're willing to honor and respect and want to be inclusive of everybody, not to do it on our own, to do it together so that we can demonstrate that level of peace and shalom which will then bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu Now Moshe Rabbeinu had a dilemma. Which one is more important? Is it more important to honor Hashem by having everything carried on the shoulders of the Levine, which is more befitting? Or is this a more important value? The, the collaboration and the shalom. That Hashem said, I agree with the Nesim, the collaborative effort is more important. And what the lesson of this is, is that Often we have opportunities to do mitzvahs and to do things for Hashem, and we're more likely, a lot of times, to do it on our own. It's just easier. You do it by yourself. You get it done. You don't have to hear anybody else's input. You don't have to get uh, disappointed by other people doing or not doing and not collaborating and not doing things right. And this is a the other side of the story. The Actually, getting people to collaborate brings more Kavad Ashkina. The more people that collaborate to do a mitzvah brings peace, brings more Hashroas Ashkina. It's a greater effort and a greater Avodah Hashem to bring in other people when you're doing a mitzvah instead of doing it yourself. My uh, Rosh Hashiva would say that he, when he uh, was collecting money for his yeshiva in the early years, he asked Rav Aaron, Rav, uh, I'm sorry, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, Zatzal, should he be raising money from non-religious Jews? And Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky said, certainly, he says, you have to give everybody an opportunity to collaborate, to be a part of building Tyra and of supporting Tyra. And that is at the essence of what the Kedushas HaMishkan is. We want HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence among us. On the contrary, don't do it yourself. Get more people involved. Have uh, an energized people collaborate. And that, Shalom, that kind of peace, is what will bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.